Are you a small business owner struggling to define your path to success? In this episode, I will dive into the world of strategy development and uncover the secrets to creating a roadmap that will guide your business to success. Join us as we explore the tips, tricks, and tools to help you turn your small business into a big player. Welcome to the Advantage Business Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Vincent Reen, and this is the place to be at the start of each week where you can take positive steps to advance your leadership and enhance your mindsets so that you can produce a major impact on your success and future growth and allow you to be a more effective leader. Okay, it's been a couple of weeks since uh, I've put out an episode and I really wanted to make sure that this content was uh, really full and rich. And so I spent a lot of extra time doing some research and getting this prepped so that I'm ready to to bring you something that will provide you with some great value and, and something you'll be able to implement right away. Okay, so let's get started. Uh, let's start by defining the problem here as it relates to uh, developing strategy for your small business. Uh, there are some things to consider uh, when we look at what it is that that you're facing and and looking at some of these challenges, right? And, and the first one is limited resources. You know, small business leaders often have limited resources such as uh, a financial, maybe even people and, and time. We're all constrained by time, which can make it difficult to to really develop and implement strategies effectively. And this can make it challenging to conduct the market research that you need to do, invest maybe in new technologies or new equipment or software, and hire the right talent to really execute the strategy that you've come up with. Another challenge uh, that's faced by small businesses is competition. You know, small businesses are often faced with, with stiff competition from larger well-established companies, you know, these big box stores, as they've started to be called. Uh, this can make it difficult to stand out in the market and really attract customers. Small business leaders, you, you need to develop strategies that allow you to compete effectively, uh, such as offering unique products or, or services or, or really going the extra mile to provide excellent customer service. All right, one of the other challenges that's faced is is a lack of experience. I know that small business leaders that you may lack experience and, and maybe knowledge needed to develop and implement effective strategies. And so that's one of the things I'm wanting to help you out with today is to close the gap that you, that may be there in lacking experience. You know, this lack of experience can make it difficult to make informed decisions. Uh, anticipate market trends, and really stay competitive. And to overcome this challenge, uh, you as a small business leader may need to seek advice and support from experienced mentors or possibly even invest in training and development opportunities. So it's really important to have a clear strategy uh, for your small business to to be successful. And the first thing you need to do there is set priorities. 
having a clear strategy helps small business leaders, helps you set priorities and focus on the most significant aspects of your business. And this can lead to more efficient use of resources and and even better decision-making, which can ultimately lead to to an increase in your success. The idea of decision-making is really important and a vital thing to, to make sure that you're keeping top of mind. Every decision you make needs to have in mind where it is you're going. And we're going to get to more of this here shortly, but I wanted to bring that out because every time you make a decision, there is consequence that comes along with that directly related to that decision, but also indirectly related to that decision based on how that decision may be interpreted by uh, your team of people that you have put together. It's important that not only you make decisions knowing where it is you're going, but the entire team understands that you are making decisions with the destination in mind, where it is that your vision is taking you. And so it's important to to set priorities. And the second piece of this here, uh, the, the, the second piece of importance here is it's identifying opportunities. Having a clear strategy can help you identify new opportunities for growth and expansion. Uh, again, though, this is related to where it is you're going. Does this opportunity fit with where it is you're going? You can pull that in to the strategy that you're using. And by understanding your market, your competitors, your customers, you can develop plans to to really capitalize on these opportunities and achieve long-term success. But again, you have to understand your vision and where it is you're going. All right, the, the third thing of, of significance in having a clear strategy is adaptability. A, a clear strategy also enables uh, you as a small business leader to adapt to changes in the market and your industry. You know, having a clear understanding of your business, uh, your objectives, and, and the means of achieving them, it's going to enable you to respond to changing conditions, staying competitive, and, and maintaining a, a level of growth. Right? Being adaptable has everything to do with strategy. Strategy is the, the how you are going to get to the destination. It is how you are going to get to vision fulfillment. And so being adaptable within your strategy and, and holding your strategy loosely because it can change and, and be molded into whatever the best path is to get to your vision and to get to your fulfillment. So adaptability is something that we always have to keep in mind when we are talking about strategy. Okay, I want to look at some important things that need to happen in, in getting to strategy. And that is, is crafting your vision, uh, setting uh, clear goals and objectives. I, I can't stress these enough and and I want to be able to explain the significance of, of crafting these concrete visions, setting clear goals and objectives to you. Uh, and so I want to make sure that the, the wording I'm using is correct because I don't like to use the word important. I prefer to use the word significant. 
right? Is what is significant is what moves your business forward. It's what is propelling you towards success. The important things, those are your your day-to-day things where you know you pay the bills, make sure payroll is done, make sure that uh, operating expenses are covered. Yes, that is important, but that is not the significant thing that is going to move you towards vision fulfillment. Okay, so I want to look at at this in a way that you understand the significance of crafting that concrete vision. You know exactly this is where I'm going, and this is the time frame that that it is that we're going to do this. So if I craft a vision and it is for three years from now, I know that I am setting goals from that three-year point back to now that are going to get me to that vision that will help me fulfill that vision. Now, if you are clear about this and, and where you're going is concrete and set, it's, it's often likely what you'll find is, is as you set these goals and you start to achieve them and you are reaching the objectives inside of those goals, you're going to find that you'll, you'll likely hit uh, that vision, that destination sooner than you expected or sooner than you uh, laid out in this three-year vision or five years. Typically, I wouldn't suggest going beyond five years because once you get beyond that, then you're looking at just a higher level and and you need to break it down into smaller manageable chunks. And, and we can we could talk about that. And I've talked about that in the past in some other episodes. Um, but just understand this is a three to five year thing that we are talking about when we are talking about crafting vision. Right? You don't want to get too far out ahead. It's it's going to be hard for your team to grasp beyond that. You don't want to reach out too far with them because then it's going to look more impossible. You want to be able to stretch them and pull them into something that's better and and bigger in that future point when you you set that mark or that destination. You want it to stretch people. You want it, you want to be stretched. You want to be able to look at yourself and your team at that point and say, oh, we're better here. You know, what am I doing to to get to that point to be that better person? And so we don't want it to stretch beyond the realm of what your team thinks possible. So just keep that in mind. Okay. So some of the things to think about there. So we, we've talked about vision now, goals and objectives, right? Uh, you have goals that set. These are kind of, I, I describe these as the waypoints along your, your path to vision fulfillment. And to get to these goals, you're going to have smaller objectives that need to be met. You need to, to take this objective over here to be able to reach the goal, which moves you further towards fulfilling the vision. You can see how these things start to link together. Right, So we perform tasks every day that get us to a point where we can take an objective and then we start to string these objectives together to achieve a goal. We start to put these goals together to get us to vision fulfillment. So I just want you to see this path. And so as we're talking about this, the strategy that you're building that we are discussing today and, and unlocking for you is the roadmap that moves you to these objectives. It tells you 
which roads to take, uh, which path to take to get to these objectives, to achieve these goals, to fulfill the vision, right? Which is why we talk about why I like to use the analogy of driving a car, getting in the car, you get in, you have your destination, you know where it is you're going, right? Your vision. You know that these are the major uh, turns that I'm going to have to make to get there. These are the major uh, intersections or, or, you know, routes I'm going to have to take to get there. However, how you navigate in between those can vary. And there's things that are going to pop up that are going to cause detours. And so that's why I always talk about strategy being held loosely. And you, you hold it with an open hand because if you get too held on to how you're getting to the vision, you could wind up getting delayed because you, if you're so fixated on doing it one way, getting there one way on one certain path or route, then it could cause delays. It could cause it to take longer than expected. So that's why we talk about strategy as being something you hold loosely because like we talked about before, being adaptable identifying opportunities, these things come up and does it fit with where I'm going? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to adjust my how a little bit, my strategy of how I'm getting to the vision. So be adaptable in this, have an adaptable strategy, or I, I guess I should rephrase that to have an adaptable mindset about strategy. Okay. Going back to goals and objectives, I want to quickly talk about how to measure progress toward achieving your goals and objectives. And the first piece of that is key performance indicators or KPIs. This is one way to, to measure progress toward uh, achieving goals and objectives. And it's by setting and tracking KPIs, right? These are, are specific. They're, they're measurable metrics that can be used to, to track your performance over time. For example, you know, a, a small business Leader, you, you may track sales revenue, you may track customer satisfaction or, or potentially employee turnover as a KPI to measure progress toward achieving your goals. It just depends on what the goal is. And we talked about goals in the, the last episode and, and a framework you can use to, to set those up. And so if you haven't listened to that, you can go back and check that out and see what that is. The second piece about measuring progress toward achieving goals, it's, it's data analytics, uh, uh, you know, analyzing the data. You want to collect and analyze data that can help you as the leader of your small business understand how your business is performing and, and identify areas for improvement. You know, this may include monitoring financial performance, customer engagement, uh, website analytics. There, there's just a lot of different things that you can look at, but you need to decide what is most significant for you to, to track and analyze that's going to help you in, in measuring progress towards achieving your goals. So by analyzing data, you can make informed decisions to help you achieve your goals. Again, this goes back to bringing you along the, the path of getting to wisdom to make sound and wise decisions. And we've talked about this before. You get a whole bunch of data 
you have to turn that data into information as you start to combine the different pieces and you start to look at the different uh, pieces of information that you're collecting and you start to turn that into some knowledge. Now I'm taking all the different parts of the knowledge that I'm, I'm gaining from the, the data and the information and I'm starting to combine those to, to come up with wisdom too to bring myself into a wise place where I can make decisions that are, are effective, that are timely, that are going to make a significant impact towards moving me towards vision fulfillment, right? So we take the data, we turn it into some information, we turn that into knowledge, and we take knowledge and we turn that into wisdom. All right, the third part of this measuring progress toward achieving goals and objectives it's it's reviewing and revision you want to be regularly reviewing and revising your goals and and even those those short-term objectives and this can help ensure that that those remain relevant and and aligned with the the current uh, business environment and and staying aligned with where it is that you know you're going right and so this could involve uh, conducting performance evaluations, uh, maybe even reassessing your business environment and reevaluating the progress made towards achieving objectives. Uh, this will will help you take corrective actions and make adjustments as needed in order to to achieve goals, right? To in order to get to vision fulfillment. Again, this goes back to the adaptability piece. When you're reviewing and revising, you may find out that the strategy that you have implemented is not being effective. It's not effective like you would have envisioned it. And so you know that I need to make an adjustment. We need to revise this. Or maybe we need to come up with something entirely new if, it's, if it is totally and completely ineffective. So the KPIs, the data analysis, and reviewing and revision, those are the the things you want to use in measuring progress toward achieving your goals and objectives. The next thing I want you to have an understanding of as it relates to, to developing your strategy for success is identifying the target market. This is another significant piece of building your strategy. You want to, to first identify your customer needs. So understanding uh, the target market, this is a, a crucial piece for you as a, a small business leader to identify those needs, those wants of your customers. This knowledge, it's going to allow you to develop those products, develop those services that meet those specific needs of the target market, of, of whoever it is your ideal uh, client or customer is. And this can increase the chances of customer engagement and ultimately sales. And the second piece is, is your marketing efforts. So now that you understand uh, who it is that, that your customers and clients are, you can create effective marketing campaigns. You know who it is you're speaking to. You know what it is that their needs are. You know what their uh, desires are, what it is that they're after. You know you know even what they're afraid of. And you can tailor your messaging, your branding, and, and even marketing channels to, to those specific demographics and behaviors of those people, of your clients, your ideal clients, your ideal customers. 
This is going to help ensure that the right message is reaching the right people at the right time. And that's going to increase the effectiveness of your marketing efforts. And the third piece of this significance of understanding the target market is, is your competitive advantage. Knowing a target market can also provide you with a competitive advantage. When you understand your ideal client or customer and their needs and even their preferences better than your competitors, you can develop uh, differentiating products or services or even a, a customer experience that's going to set you apart from everyone else. That's going to put you on a level that exceeds your competition. So understanding the target market can also help you identify new opportunities for growth and expansion. I hope you're catching on to this adaptability piece. Again, it goes back to that. And also being able to make wise, informed, and timely decisions when presented with these opportunities. So a, a couple of tips for researching and identifying your target market is you need to do some market research. And this is an essential tool for understanding your target market and understanding your ideal client or your ideal customer better. You know, you may need to uh, survey current customers, uh, maybe even some focus groups. And, and you can do this uh, using Facebook groups, talking to people on social media. You may want to to look at some industry trends, whatever your industry is, you, what are the trends that are going on in there? And another piece that is sometimes overlooked is studying competitors. You're not studying them to copy what it is that they're doing, but you're studying them to understand what it is they're doing. You're understanding what it is that is effective for them and what is ineffective for them. And then you can start to look at that with your own products or services and, and, and apply some of the lessons you learned by studying the competitors to what it is that you're doing as it relates to identifying your target market, identifying your ideal client, and ultimately building strategy to reach these people. By conducting this market research, you are going to gain a deeper understanding of your, your ideal client's needs, preferences, and even behaviors, which leads into identifying that ideal client, or it's also called identifying a customer persona, right? And you're creating these and it can be helpful and useful. Like we've already talked about in, in um, visualizing these people that you're talking to, visualizing your ideal client. These, these personas are fictional representations of your ideal customer. And, and I say it's a fictional representation because the the person you're you're thinking about here and and developing may not actually be a real person. However, you can give them a name. And I would suggest doing this because this way you know when you are developing your strategy, you're talking to this person, you're talking to this one person. And that's going to, to really be helpful in, in crafting messages that are personal, that when your ideal customer hears it, it's as if you are talking directly to them, even though you may be talking to a, a, a large group of people. So 
they are fictional representations of your ideal customer, but you're, you're personalizing this. You're, you're giving this person a name and a life. And so you know them very well. You know what their needs are, what their desires, their fears, everything about them, what, what websites they go to, what, um, videos they're watching, what, uh, what they're reading, what podcasts they're listening to. So identifying customer personas, you can better understand your target market. And again, tailor your, your products, your, your services and the marketing efforts you're using to those specific people. All right. The third uh, tip for, for researching and identifying your target market is just monitor and track your customer engagement. Another way to be able to research and identify target market is, is by monitoring and tracking those customers that you already have. You know, this can include monitoring uh, social media, website analytics, uh, and even customer feedback. And yes, not all feedback is equal, but whenever you receive feedback, good or bad, what is it that you are taking away from it? Analyze what the feedback is, see what you can uh, apply to, to make a product better or an experience better. So yes, not all feedback is the same, but it can all be useful as input for you. So the more feedback you get, the more input you have towards improvement. All of this information in this can provide insights into your ideal client's behaviors, their preferences, those pain points, which can help you, again, better understand and better develop strategies to meet their needs. Again, this is more along that line of, of data turning into information, to knowledge, into wisdom. So how are you going to use this information to develop strategy? We're well, going to tailor your, your products and services to meet the needs of this target market. So by understanding those needs and preferences, you're, you're going to be able to, to develop a product or services that, that really meets those needs better than your competitors. This is your unique advantage because the more you understand who it is that you're talking to and who it is you're under, uh, better understand who it is you're wanting to help, the more you're going to be able to set your, your unique product, your unique service apart from others in the same industry. Again, you're going to then use that customer persona to, to really inform uh, your marketing efforts. So uh, again, you can be specific in how it is that you're marketing to these people. The third way to, to use this to develop your strategy is to, uh, you know, you're developing a customer centric strategy. So in, in understanding that, that customer persona or that ideal client, you're going to, you're going to develop something that is really focused on them, right? This means you're, you're putting your ideal client, your ideal customer at the center of your business and aligning your products and services and process to meet their needs. So this, again, includes developing a strong customer service program, creating a user-friendly website, and really offer, offering something personalized to them, to that ideal client. You're also going to want to use customer engagement. All right, so monitoring, tracking customer engagement, you're gaining insights into 
the customer's behavior, the preferences, again, the pain points. And this is, again, going to inform your decisions. This can include adjusting maybe the products or services, right? So in that long-term vision, you know, right now, this is the, the products or services that we're offering. But three to five years from now, I want to be offering this. I want it to be better, right? I, I want I want to go from doing this small thing to doing this larger thing, whatever that is for for you and your industry. So we know that that's where we're going in the future. So monitoring and tracking engagement now can help you make better decisions to, to adjust going forward. All right. Uh, and, and you want to just keep track of market trends. You want to continuously be tracking what's going on in your, your market, your industry to help you understand what it is your customers are doing, what, what's your ideal customer doing now, right? It's going to also show you possibly new uh, opportunities and, and to be able to adjust your, your strategy accordingly. If you look at social media, even over the last year, TikTok came out and, and made a huge impact immediately. And, and what we are seeing is there is a lot of adjustments that, that is having to be made from competitors, but there's also a lot of adjustments being made by business owners to utilize this new opportunity, right? They're, they're leveraging this opportunity with a new social media platform to be able to say, yes, this, this aligns with where it is we're going. This aligns with our, our product, our service. And so we are going to add this into our strategy to be able to continue to move us forward. And oftentimes what we're seeing is that it's moving uh, moving businesses and their owners forward at an accelerated pace because they're, they're rightly analyzing or, or rightly uh, viewing this opportunity and really evaluating, does it fit? Does it align with where it is that we're going? And they're, they're adaptable enough and holding strategy open-handed enough to say yes or no. And if it's yes, how are we folding that in now? And how are we leveraging that? Okay, so the next piece of, of getting your strategy together, the next significant thing is, is developing a, a marketing plan. Right? And so a lot of this, this, when we're talking about strategy, is it, it's a lot of marketing. That is a, a big piece of of what your strategy is going to be because you have to get the word out to people. If they don't know that your product or service exists, then they're not going to buy. We have to understand the significance of a marketing plan and how that fits with your strategy for your small business. So again, this, this is back to identifying your target audience, which we, which we have talked about. You need to understand their needs, their preferences, their, their desires, their fears, everything about them. And then from there, you're going to start allocating resources. So a marketing plan has to have an allocation of resources to be effective. So you need to identify the most uh, effective marketing channels for you, whether it's social media or radio or television ads or uh, YouTube ads, whatever that is, whatever those most effective marketing channels are for you that align with your product or services 
and then making sure that you have effective campaigns going on those. You can make better use of your, your resources by understanding these things and allocating uh, your resources properly. And that's going to allow you to achieve better results. And, and so this takes some more thought to make sure that it aligns with, with your business. And then again, measure success. You know, your marketing plan needs to provide a framework for measuring the success of your marketing efforts. It's going gonna, it's gonna to help you be uh, specific. It's going to allow you to see the measurable goals and track progress over time. Again, going back to the framework we use for setting goals, this is the same. Uh, the same can be applied here as well uh, relating to your marketing plan. This is going to help you understand what is working and what is not. And then again, be adaptable and make adjustments as needed so you can achieve better results. So another reason why having your, your marketing plan is significant because it gives you a competitive advantage. Your well-crafted marketing plan uh, will give you a competitive advantage because you will have clear understanding of your target market, those market trends, and your competition. We've talked about this, so you need to understand this information and you need to make sure that you're walking this through so you can have wisdom to create unique value propositions and differentiate your products or your services or even your customer experience. Another significant piece of your marketing plan is, is this long-term planning, right? This is going to help you plan for the future and make long-term decisions that uh, the decision now is significant and impactful for the future, for that long-term. And when we are talking long-term, we're talking uh, six to 12 months out. So by setting specific measurable goals, uh, you can make better use of your resources and prioritize your efforts to achieve the desired results that you're looking for. And that desired result is that vision fulfillment, whatever it is that you see as the better future. So this is going to help you in developing this marketing plan. It's going to help you be successful over the long term. So what are the what are the components of a good marketing plan? Well, the first one, you know, it's it's a simple executive summary, a brief overview of the key elements of your your marketing plan, uh, including your target market, uh, those ideal customers, what your marketing goals are, and, and what your key uh, strategies or tactics are. So. That executive summary includes all of those things, you know, and, and when I say strategies, you can think of that at the same time as, as how, right? So key strategies and tactics, how, so that's included in your, your executive summary. The second piece of that is, is a situation analysis. And, and this section just provides, provides you an overview of the current market, uh, including any information uh, about that target market, the, the competitors, and the industry trends. Okay, this this analysis helps to again identify the opportunities and challenges for your business. The next section it's it's your marketing objectives. You're just going to outline your specific measurable goals for for marketing, um, and that could be such as increasing sales or or your market share or or just brand awareness, depending on where you are at in uh, the stage of your business. If you are just starting out, brand awareness is going to be at a, a, a higher level of focus than it would be to increase market share. I hope that makes sense. So 
what your objectives are, are, are also going to be based on what stage of business you're in. So the next piece of this uh, component is your target market. You're just going to lay all that out about your ideal client or your ideal customer, uh, your ideal guest, whatever, whatever uh, language you use behind that, just make sure it's the same throughout. From there, what are your strategies? So this section's outlining the overall approach, the specific tactics uh, that, that you will use uh, in achieving your objectives, your, your, uh, a goal, your goals, right? So you're including information about product development, pricing, promotion, uh, maybe even distribution, right? So you're getting uh, very granular in this section uh, about how you're going to get there. And so the next section is the action plan. So uh, you're going to give a detailed plan of action. So these are the steps that I'm going to take. This is my next step, followed by this, followed by that. Right? You're including specific tasks, timelines, and a big piece of this is accountability. Who is accountable for these tasks? Who is accountable for uh, following up on the timelines to make sure that we are on track? All of that needs to be included in this section in the action plan. Following that, it's the budget. Uh, this section just outlines the resources, uh, you know, the the finances, the people, the time that's going to be required to implement your marketing plan. Then you're going to look at uh, a section that outlines measurements and controls, you know, the methods that will be used to measure the success of the marketing plan. So now we're looking at the actual, the actual ways that you will measure this success. So what is that process? And then what is the process for making adjustments as needed? That is something else that you're looking at in this section. So we, we look at that measurement. We say, yes, there is adjustments that needed. So what's the process for making adjustments when we identify that? And, and make sure this process can be uh, applied to different different scenarios. So these people are informed. And then that initiates this action when it comes time to make adjustments. And then you're going you're gonna to write up a conclusion. You're going to summarize all the key elements of the marketing plan and, and provide recommendations for future actions. Um, if, if you are doing this for uh, someone else, then, then you would provide those recommendations. This may be a place where uh, you could solicit recommendations from your team for future actions. Uh, because this is something you don't want to do all on your own. You want to bring in some other people because, because your team is going to bring you unique perspectives and you, a unique way of looking at things. You don't want to build a team of people that see everything the exact same way that you do. You want people to have diverse opinions and different ways of viewing and looking at things because that's going to help you in your decision-making in the long run. You want to have a common destination where we're going but again we're talking about the adaptability and and how we get there today you know because we want to look at strategy and strategy is adaptable and so you're going to take some different ideas and some different viewpoints and perspectives to be able to develop a very clear and focused strategy to get you towards that destination however we are, again, being adaptable and holding that loosely. Okay, so real quick, 
tips for uh, developing a marketing plan that's effective and even affordable, again, you've got to prioritize your efforts. That's the first thing. You need to be developing the marketing plan that's both effective and affordable, and that's going to require you to prioritize what it is that you're doing. You're going to identify the most important marketing channels, that campaigns that are going to have the most significant impact on your target market, most significant impact on your ideal client, and focus your resources on those, right? So we're prioritizing our efforts there. And this is going to help you make the most of your budget and achieve your goals. The second one is you're going to develop digital marketing. You're going to leverage that. It's most often going to be the most affordable way for you to reach a larger audience. It can be the most cost-effective way to, to reach your ideal clients. Okay, so this, this can include tactics such as, uh, you know, some social media marketing, maybe even email marketing, content marketing, and even optimizing uh, what it is that you're doing online for, for search engines. So that search engine optimization, that SEO. So by leveraging these digital marketing, uh, you can reach a larger audience at a relatively low cost. Okay, so then measure and adjust. Continuously measure and adjust. And we've talked about this. Uh, this is going to help you be more effective and keep things affordable. If you are looking at these things and making objective decisions based off, <clears throat> excuse me, based off what it is that you are seeing. And then another way uh, that you can do this and be effective and maintain affordability is to collaborate with other small businesses. And doing this within your industry or within your community can be a great way to expand your reach and, and potentially share costs of marketing efforts. You, you may join a, a small business association or uh, maybe participate in a, a co-op marketing program. And then just be creative. Be creative with every marketing effort that you are investing in. Try some new things. Don't be afraid to think outside the box. And, and don't be afraid to, to have some things fail. Like you, you try out something on social media and it just doesn't land. Well, take that as feedback. Use that to make your next uh, uh, offering even better. Start tweaking some things and trying some new things out. And so don't be afraid of failure because that is part of thinking outside the box is not viewing failure as failure, viewing it as I know this doesn't work. So now I can move forward and try something else. And I don't have to go back to that. I don't have to wonder if that's going to work. I've tried it out. It doesn't. We're moving on. So sometimes a creative and unique approach can be more effective than traditional and even expensive ones. So just be creative. So let's talk real quick about managing your resources because managing your resources effectively is it's crucial for your success. And as it relates to your strategy, it is, it's vital, right? You need to manage your resources. You need to have some financial stability. So small businesses that often have limited financial resources and managing them effectively it is essential to ensure your financial stability and growth. So you need to include budgeting, forecasting, uh, really controlling the, your expenses to ensure that, that your resources are allocated in the most efficient way possible. And, and again, I can't stress competitive advantage enough. By managing your resources effectively, you can 
uh, create a competitive advantage over over the larger, well-established companies, right? This can can be uh, because you're investing in new technologies. You're you're hiring the right talent. You're uh, developing new products or services that that set you apart from the competition. So another piece of this is is meeting business objectives. Managing uh, resources effectively is going to help you meet your business objectives. So by allocating resources in the most efficient way possible, uh, you're going to achieve better results and and achieve your goals. And you might do it even faster than you anticipated. Being flexible. Again, uh, effective resource management enables you and your small business to be flexible and adapt to changing conditions. Uh, For example, managing your, your cash flow effectively can help you respond to unexpected changes uh, in your market, uh, such as uh, a recession or things like we had happen with the pandemic. The next piece is scalability. By managing your resources effectively, uh, you can be ready to to scale up when new opportunities arise. And, And this can include having the financial resources, people, and infrastructure in place to take advantage of new opportunities, such as a, a new product or or maybe even a new market. And lastly, it's keeping an eye on the big picture. So good resource management, it's not just about managing money, uh, not just about managing time or people. It's also about keeping an eye on the big picture and, and aligning resources with the overall strategy and goals of the business. And this is going to ensure that that the business is on track to achieve its objectives, goals, and fulfill the vision, and that the resources are being used in the most effective way possible. This is an important piece for uh, for leaders, for for small business owners. You, as the one leading, are are going to be involved from being down in the weeds, uh, uh, the details of the thing, up to that really high thirty thousand foot level where you're seeing far into the future, the scale that you're looking at is much wider and you, and you need to be able to flow back and forth between this. And that's, that is a a difficult thing for small business owners to often remember. And, and how I like to break it down is there is uh, three areas of things that are going to be vying for your attention and, and something that is where you should be placing that effort Right. And so there's there's important things, there are urgent things, and there are significant things. Talked about this earlier in this episode that important things are uh, keeping the bills, keeping the lights on, you know, uh, payroll, making sure that uh, you have the supplies needed to to run the business. Those things are important. Urgent things are pop up that are screaming for your attention that want to be dealt with right now. They don't always need to be dealt with by you. And oftentimes these things aren't really urgent, even when they are presented as such. And being able to evaluate, is this truly urgent? Being able to stop for a minute, take a breath and determine, is this urgent right now? Or is someone on my team bringing this to my attention and trying to pass it off to me and doing so under the guise of urgency? Oftentimes you'll find that that what somebody else determines is urgent or what is screaming for your attention uh, claiming to be urgent often is not. And if you sit back, you'll be able to 
to evaluate these things and say, yeah, this is important, this is urgent, or it isn't. What small business owners need to be looking at and what they should be focusing on the most is what is significant. What is it that I am doing that is going to move me further towards vision fulfillment? What is going to to push us down the road towards that? Oftentimes, it's not dealing with the important or the urgent. Oftentimes, it's something else. And so there's a balance that needs to be struck between these things. And more time from that leader, from from you, the one who owns the business, the one who's leading, for you, more time needs to be spent inside of that significant area and looking at that to say, this is my focus. This is what I'm doing. Because what you do matters more in terms of direction. Staying in that significant space matters more to keeping things going towards the destination than the important and the urgent do. So keeping an eye on the big picture, uh, this is another way that you are going to effectively manage your resources. I know that was kind of a uh, a tangent, but it needed to be said. So we understand that that keeping an eye on the big picture isn't just important, it is significant for you. All right, so let's look at prioritizing and allocating uh, resources. So you've identified your objectives. That's the first step. And and you know what needs to be achieved. So, you know, whether that's including uh, uh, increasing your sales or your market share, brand awareness, whatever that is, you've identified those things. You're uh, looking at your available resources next, right? You know that... Uh, you need to know what's available to you, financial, people, time, whatever that looks like, so you can identify what resources that you have to allocate. Then you're going to prioritize your, your objectives, your goals, right? You're going, to, you're going to look at these and say, yes, this is in a logical order, right? So you can, you're prioritizing these things in order of significance. It's going to help you determine what you should be focusing on right now. What's the next objective that is in my view right now? And, and other objectives can either be put on hold, possibly even not pursued right now. Maybe they need to, you know, we're in the first quarter of 2023. Maybe this objective is, is in the third quarter of this year. And so you're prioritizing what you're doing now versus what you're going to do in the future. Then you're going to start developing your plan, right? And we talked about that. And so developing your plan and developing that, that plan for allocating resources, you know, you're creating your budget, your timeline, uh, assigning specific tasks and even responsibilities with those tasks, right? Who's responsible for making these things happen? Who's responsible for tracking it? And, and then you're just making sure that that plan aligns with your prioritized objectives, right? Then you're going to, to implement and monitor right? You're going to implement the plan and monitor that progress. You know, you're, you're including the tracking metrics, you know, your, your financial performance, customer engagement, uh, employee satisfaction, whatever that is. And then again, reevaluating and adjusting. You can see that a lot of these steps are, are followed along the way as we talk about these different things. And, and as it relates to allocating resources, again, we are going to reevaluate and adjust as necessary. If we're looking at resource allocation, you're definitely going to want to 
reevaluate and make adjustments because we talked about one of the issues right up front that uh, small business owners face that you you may face is uh, a constraint on your finances, right? A limited amount of money to be able to put into this. So we want to make sure that we are prioritizing and allocating resources effectively. So you're going to want to reevaluate and adjust how those those resources are being spent, whether it's time, whether you're uh, it's the people or the the physical money. Communicate and collaborate, right? Uh, communicate your plan and your goals to your team uh, and to whoever is involved and make sure that your decision-making process when allocating resources is known. People understanding the why of what you're doing is extremely helpful. It can help increase the buy-in from them, uh, promote teamwork, and even foster a sense of the ownership that your team members are are taking of the business. You know, if they take ownership of it, they feel like uh, they are a stakeholder, and so they're going to be more engaged with what it is that you're you're doing, where it is that you're going, and, and then again, just be flexible, be open to change, uh, be prepared to adjust the plan as the circumstances change. Can't stress that enough. So then then you're moving into, you've done all the planning, you've done all the preparation. Now it's time to move into execution. In understanding the significance of executing your strategy effectively, you need to look at achieving your business objectives, executing that strategy. You know, it's crucial for achieving your business objectives and, and a and reaching that vision. Your well-executed strategy can lead to increased sales, increased market share, wider reaching brand awareness, uh, among whatever the other key performance indicators is, are that you you develop. It's also significant because of your competitive advantage, right? You, your effective execution of the strategy, it's going to provide you with that competitive advantage over other businesses. By successfully implementing your strategy, you can achieve better results and stay ahead of your competition. Effective execution, it's also going to build trust, right? It can build trust with with stakeholders, with customers, investors, your team members, all the way around. By delivering on the promises made in the strategy, small business leaders, you, you can establish a reputation for reliability and credibility. And that can lead to increased loyalty and support. Next, a a well-executed strategy also enables you to adapt to change, right? And we've talked about adaptability over and over again, and I cannot stress it enough as it relates to strategy. Your your well-executed strategy allows you to be able to be adaptive. It allows for better decision-making, more effective problem solving and and helping you to maintain competitiveness and growth. So another important aspect of executing strategy effectively is leveraging resources. You effectively execute your strategy. You can leverage the resources available to you and, and do this more efficiently and find that you're going to have better results and ultimately again, reaching your vision faster. And it's going to allow you to make continuous improvements. Your your effective execution of your strategy allows you to continuously improve 
And by regularly monitoring and evaluating your progress, you're going to be able to identify areas for improvement and make adjustments as needed. So this can help to ensure that your strategy is aligned with your current business environment and your goals. Monitoring and progress, making adjustments as needed, it can involve several steps. Okay, so you need to establish those performance metrics like we've talked about before, making sure things align with your objectives and that your your strategies are are outlined in your plans. You want to be able to regularly track your progress. We've talked about this, you know, establish those performance metrics. And, And when we talk about performance metrics, we're talking about, are we doing things right? Right, so are we performing correctly? Another piece of this tracking um, your progress is, are you effective? So there's performance, are we doing things right? And there's effectiveness, are we doing the right things? So you can look at uh, measures of performance and measures of effectiveness and and asking yourself, are we doing things right? And are we doing the right things? So that's going to help you track your progress. And you can do this through through many different ways, like we've talked about before, the data analysis, the surveys, uh, the feedback, uh, in, in whatever form that is. And then, you know, you're analyzing your data, you're, you're reviewing, you're revising, and then you are communicating changes. So if you find in your uh, data analysis and review that you need to make changes, you need to make sure you're communicating these changes well. And, and doing so to your strategy, that needs to be done with everybody that's involved every team member, every stakeholder uh, that's involved. And, and it may Im- include communicating with your customers uh, or communicating with, with partners that you are uh, in a, maybe a marketing co-op with. You want to make sure that everyone is aware of changes and understands how it will impact them. And then continuously monitoring, keeping an eye on your performance metrics, market trends, Uh, internal, external factors that might impact your business and make adjustments as needed. Again, be flexible, right? Be open to change, be prepared to adjust uh, as circumstances change. That may mean reallocating resources or changing the focus of, of certain objectives. And then just learn from what you've already done. What works, what hasn't. So to, to keep the team motivated and engaged, you want to make sure that you communicate clearly and regularly about your strategy. This starts keeping your team members motivated and engaged. It starts with clear and regular communication. It's not, oh, I communicated this clearly one time, and so that's it. That's all that's needed. No, it's continuous and it's clear. You should ensure that all your team members understand overall strategy, uh, goals, objectives, destination, that vision, and, and how they fit into this bigger picture. And effective uh, communication, this regular uh, communication, whether it's in team meetings or one-on-one conversations, it's significant to, to keeping them motivated and engaged. You want to make sure to encourage participation and solicit input from them, from your team members, and, and especially in the development and implementation of strategy gone out and you've done the work to say, this is where the business is going. This is the destination we're heading towards. Help me get us there. What strategy are we going to use? And we talked about this because people bring unique perspectives to this. You want to make sure that you leverage that. 
So this can help create a sense of ownership and buy-in again, and it can lead to more uh, innovative and effective solutions. It will pull the creativity out of your team members. And then make sure you're recognizing rewarding success, both individually and collectively as a team. And whatever you choose to do that, whether it's bonuses, promotions, uh, whatever form of recognition you choose, make sure you're doing this uh, regularly. This can help build a culture of excellence and again, pull out innovation and creativity out of your team members as they're working towards achieving the goals and executing the business strategy. One way that you could do this is at uh, the end of the week, you could look at what it is that's been done throughout the week and, and recognize um, groups of people or individuals who have executed with precision and effectiveness and, and done something that is significant in moving the business forward. If you, if you keep those things focused on what is being done that's significant, that, that helps shift a mindset in everybody to better evaluate those important and urgent things and, and keep their eyes on the significant as well. Yes, they will be in the weeds. Your team members will be in the weeds of whatever it is you've hired them to do, but they see the, the bigger picture of how it's fit when we, we tailor these, these recognitions and rewards for success towards significance rather than just simply uh, important or urgent. And then another way is just provide opportunities for growth and development, right? You can offer them uh, training, mentoring, uh, maybe even include them in some kind of cross-functional project. Uh, this is going to help keep them engaged, keep them motivated, and potentially lead to uh, increase in job satisfaction. And, and one difficult thing that we're seeing today is retention. Providing people with opportunities for growth and development will help with retention as well. And then you just need to lead by example. As the small business leader, the team looks to you for guidance, looks to you for inspiration, uh, direction. So you need to be active and engaged in leading. And you can help create a positive culture and inspire, inspire your team uh, to work towards uh, achieving the goals of the strategy. You know, this, this is going to foster a positive work environment. All right, so we've discussed the importance of, of developing clear strategy. Uh, we've covered some of the challenges that, that you face in developing strategy and, and the significance of having strategy. Uh, we also covered how to measure progress toward achieving goals and objectives, and even the importance of understanding uh, your target market, your ideal customers or clients. And additionally, we looked at uh, tips for researching and identifying your target market, uh, the significance of your marketing plan uh, in your strategy, and how to, to manage your resources effectively. And then we discussed the importance of executing the strategy effectively and, and some tips for keeping your team motivated and engaged. I would encourage you to take this and start looking at the action you need to take in developing or even revising your own business strategy, right? Assess your current objectives and identify any areas within your strategies that needs improvement. Conduct some market research, create a marketing plan, allocate your resources effectively. What are you doing to track your progress? What are you doing to 
communicate your strategy to everyone that's involved? How are you leading by example? So assess where you're at, make changes, make improvements, or just start laying out your strategy if you haven't done so already. All right, thanks for listening and stay engaged.